Welcome! Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me Daniel K. How's it going? Hey! Um... Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Players podcast project. The, uh, world's first and second favourite audio in the video game Let's Play podcast. Hi! Uh, I got a special episode! Yeah, it's special because I'm gonna be playing a very special game. It's so special, in fact, that, like, I'm going to be playing it uh, without knowing, really, if it's going to be good for the podcast. Usually when I play a game, it's a game that I already know, right? And so I kind of can think, oh, Pokemon, this will be good for the podcast. Gran Turismo, this will be okay for the podcast. That kind of thing. Like, I can sort of see how it would work. Sometimes I get games like Great Greed, where I don't know anything about them. And in those cases, it's like, hey, maybe this will just be a one-off, one-episode thing. Maybe it'll be a series. And that's this case as well. Maybe this is the first episode in a series, but there's also a really good chance that it's just going to be a one-off. I'm completely compelled to play this game because of just how incredibly special it is. Uh... It's a game for the Super Famicom, so the Japanese Super Nintendo. It's a Japanese game which never got an English translation until goddamn two days ago, when an English translation was finally completed by an independent uh, ROMhack person, um, who actually contacted me on Twitter, because I'd made a little bit of noise about this game months and months and months ago. Uh, saying, hey, it's a real shame this never got translated. And I think, like, some actual, like, video game Japanese translators were like, oh, yeah, oh, okay then. I mean, not just because of me, but because I kind of added it to a conversation amongst other people. Uh, I first heard about this game, or I first saw this game, I should say, in a video... Uh... A video let's play on YouTube. They do video let's plays on YouTube. If you if you enjoy the audio only video game let's plays that I do, maybe you should consider this thing a video let's plays. They do over on this website YouTube. You can go and you can actually see the footage of the game. I know it's a bit redundant when you have like podcasts like mine where we tell you what's going on. You just need to sit back and suck it up through your ears. You don't even need to engage your eyes. You can look at other things instead. You could be looking at anything. You can look at a mountain. You can look at a pair of earmuffs on a desk, a wooden desk. You could look at an empty glove. You could look at a dog lying upside down on a hot air balloon in Spain in the distant future. You could look at anything you want. But, uh, yeah, over on YouTube I was watching this uh, Let's Play uh, made by this cool guy, Pizza. Pizza makes games. He was Let's Playing a, a weird old game called Evil Island. And just for some, like, visual interest, he had, uh, like, a stream of images on the side of, uh, of old uh, Super Nintendo box art. And one of them I saw, and I was like, shit, man, that's amazing box art. What the hell game is that? And I couldn't... I didn't know what the title was because it was written in Japanese, but I saw that the uh, the name of the developer, Hect, or Hector, I think, was in English. So I researched uh, Hect or Hector, I forget which, uh, and I found the game, and it turns out it was a game based on the short stories of a Japanese author who was active in the 20s and 30s called Kenji Miyazawa. And I thought, Kenji Miyazawa, I've heard that name before. I've heard of this short story guy, Kenji Miyazawa, before. And it turns out Kenji Miyazawa is the author of Night on the Galactic Railroad, a movie which I recommended way back in, like, episode 10 or 11 or 12 of this series, of this podcast. So I'm a big fan of Night on the Galactic Railroad, the movie, and uh, I, I I knew about Kenji Miyazawa because he has a reputation of, of, like, being a huge force of kindness in the world. He died in, like, 1933 in his 30s. Um, but while he was alive, he was he was a renowned goodie. Or like shortly after his death, he became famous for being a real goodie, you know, B- big big on generosity, that kind of thing. 
like literally people uh, in the area where he lived called him the Bodhisattva after he died because uh, he was also big into Buddhism and into give, giving it away, giving it away, giving it away, y'all. Uh, he was an agricultural scientist who liked to uh, to uh, teach people about farming in a, a pretty uh, uh, a pretty hard bitten area of Japan where there was a lot of like drought and flood and uh, shortage of food. And he, you know, did his best to help everyone. He was a teacher. He also worked as an engineer for a rock crushing firm for a little while before he died, and he was just an all-round goodie, but he was also an incredibly prolific poet. Uh, he only published one volume of, uh, of poetry in his life, but after he died, everyone was like, shit, this guy is the goddamn greatest. Man, we're, uh, as a nation, going to absolutely love him from now on, and that's what happened. And his short stories and poems became uh, distributed across the world and translated into all kinds of different languages. Um, partially because he, in his life, was big into language, and he was a big fan of stuff like Esperanto, uh, and he liked to translate his poems into different languages himself. Um, even though he kept his his whole poetry and his his like, he kept it very private. It was very much a private thing. He didn't want it to really be spread around, I guess. Well, maybe he did, but he was just you know a bit of a recluse. So yeah, I like this guy, uh, uh, Kenji Miyazawa. And so I was really interested to play this game. This intro's gone for too long. It's gone for like seven minutes. Is it worth stopping and recording a shorter one? I mean, it's been easy to talk for this long, so maybe it's been easy to listen to? Hmm. No, fuck it. It's been fine. You've just, like, suck it up. Whatever. Just do whatever. Like... Yeah, you can just deal with it. It's been a long introduction, so what? So what? Uh, so yeah, I wanted to play this game, but it was never it never got a, an English translation uh, until just a couple of days ago when it was translated by a translator named Tom, who you can follow on Twitter, like I did, at RetroTranslator, all one word, and he uh, worked in a little team with two other people. DDS Translation uh, was the, the ROM hacking person. And then Flash PV was the uh, graphics person. He helped uh, change some of the Japanese uh, language graphics to English language graphics. And they put together a, a patch that you can download. And if you've got a ROM file of uh, the original game, you can patch it to be in English. And I do have a ROM file of that original game, and I've just patched it. I'm going to boot it up for the first time really soon for you now. So what game am I playing? I might as well tell you. I mean, we're at around the 10-minute mark now, 8-minute, 9-minute, whatever. So the, the game I'm going to play is called Ihatovo Monogatari. Now, I'm not that great with Japanese pronunciation, but that uh, translates to Ihatovo story, or stories of Ihatovo, as, as these, these guys have translated it. Uh, as Thomas translated it, and so we're going to play Stories of Ihatovo, which is 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 such a fresh and new take on this old old game. It's so fresh and new. It was uh, translated only on the twenty eighth, or the translation was only published on the twenty eighth of this month, which was three days ago now. I must be one of the first people to let's play it, and that feels very special. So I'm sorry for ruining everything with such a long and drawn out introduction. Um, yeah. So let's just boot it up, shall we? Let's 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 uh, get into it. Here we go. Bang! Hector playing interface. Hector, not Hect. Let us suppose that the phenomenon known as oneself is a blue uh, light that gleams from an organic illumination. This is text, white text on a black screen. It flickers busily, busily about. Ah, oh, shit! I missed the rest. God damn it! It's starting now. That was must have been a poem of his. seeing a train driving through a forest at night. Now we zoom out and the sky is getting lighter as the train drives through the woods. It's only got one carriage on it. We see a close-up of the steam engine and there's one shadowy figure in the cabin and we see trees zoom past them as they ride the train. The train goes over a bridge and the great bright crescent moon is up in the sky and there are 
leafy green islands in the water below the bridge. The train continues through the woods. Yeah. The train is driving along. Oh, it approaches a tunnel in the side of a mountain. Ah, we see the whole mountain. The stories of Hatovo. I Hatovo. Copyright Hex 1993. Okay, the game. Here we are. I can select from the beginning or or uh, some travel logs, which I guess are save game files, which I haven't made yet. Which travel log will you go with? Let's go from the beginning, shall we? I should say uh, a note on the translation. This guy, uh, Kenji Miyazawa, his work has been translated a lot into English before and into all kinds of different languages. Uh, this guy, Tom, who translated his work, he said he didn't look at any other translations of the poems. He just he did his own uh, translations of the of the poems. Um, and that makes a lot of sense because, like he, these these poems put in the context of the game are going to make most sense if you are translating them with like a, a mind to like this them being part of this game that we're in. Uh, I think so. I'm happy with that. Good on you, Tom. Let's let's play from the beginning. I've got my little aftermarket SNES controller here, and I'm going to select from the beginning. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, we're at a station. I'd been travelling with no particular destination in mind when I happened to get off the train at a station called Ihatova. Or Ihatovo. The name seemed like something pulled straight out of a fairy tale. What sort of place would it be? I decided to take a look around the city for a bit. Oh yeah, and now we're controlling a little sprite. I think I'm a man. I'm wearing a green, a long green overcoat, and I've got a little brown... Uh, like boulder hat and I have a suitcase and I'm walking around this is a uh, some really nice SNES era top-down RPG style gameplay I'm uh, playing as one really nicely detailed and colored sprite in this sort of station I can see there are other rooms which I haven't entered in the station yet I can see a like a, a station guard. I can see some people milling about in this room I haven't entered yet because I can see through the ceiling into the into the contents of the room. And to the left of me, the train tracks stretch to the north and the south. Uh, I can't see anything but blackness on the other side of the the train tracks. So maybe it's nighttime, or maybe we only are privy to this area of the tracks. I'm gonna enter into the station now, and I think I'm gonna hit the action button, the A button, to talk to this guard. Hey, welcome to Iatovo. And I can enter this empty room with uh, desks and chairs, like a little train office. And now let's speak to the other other people milling about in this station. Uh, two men with black bowl cut hair and grey coats and brown trousers. Just standard men walking around. Hey, is this your first time in town? Well, then you should meet with Kenji Miyazawa in the RC Society. RC Society. Remote Control Society? Or does that stand for something different, I wonder, which I'll find out later. Speak to this other guy. Who's Kenji? Why, he's the pride of Iatovo. He's a poet and an author of fairy tales. He also worked as a school teacher a while back. You should go and meet with him. Uh, and now we have some internal dialogue, uh, monologue. I decided for the time being to go to the RC Society and meet up with this Kenji Miyazawa fellow. So this is pretty cool. I'm just going to turn the music down. So we're not playing as Kenji. I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to be Kenji. Uh, but I guess it makes more sense for us to be learning about Kenji for the first time, doesn't it? As a kind of cipher in this game world. That's nice. Um, i got to say that's a little bit of a relief for me because I was worried that this game would contain all kinds of references to Kenji Miyazawa's work, which I wouldn't get. Because apart from his most famous poem... Uh, called November 3rd or October 3rd or something like that aka Don't Be Defeated by the Rain and apart from the movie ad adaptation of Night on the Galactic Railroad I haven't read much of Kenji's stories or poetry uh, I've downloaded a PDF from the Internet Archive of uh, a massive collection of his poetry and I've read some like highlights and selections in his like biography section and it's freaking great you should find... I'll, I'll include a link to that PDF uh, from the Internet Archive in the description because it's really interesting. 
He was an interesting guy and he wrote really interesting, like modernist, compelling, crazy, kind of psychedelic in places poetry uh, that is very kind of grounded in uh, the natural sciences, which he was uh, such an expert in. Um, yeah, and I haven't read any of his short stories. Uh, last night I bought a book of his short stories, a collection of his short stories. So if this turns into a long series where I play multiple uh, episodes of this game, then uh, hey, maybe I will have read some of his short stories and I'll have some extra insight. But for now, I'm glad that we're uh, basically just a, an avatar character, someone who's never heard of Kenji Miyazawa, uh, walking through this town of Iatovo looking for him. So maybe we'll learn about him together afresh. So now let's uh, take the exit here in the south. There's a little pot plant, but I can't imagine if I walk up and select it. Yeah, nothing. No descriptor on the pot plant. Let's just exit this building and see what's outside. Oh, it's daytime, and we're in a really nice-looking kind of town. There are uh, trees in this kind of green area in front of the station. Uh, to the left of screen, there's a railway crossing. There are lights and a little, like, a do-cross-don't-cross cross boom gate. There's a great big building next to the railway station, a big brick, like, cinder block building, uh, light brown. Kenjin... Kenjinton Hotel, I think it says. Uh, and there are people walking around in the street. This is very much a JRPG environment. But, uh, yeah, with kind of like modern-looking buildings uh, and men with briefcases and stuff walking around. But here, there's a, a river running through town with a bridge across it. We can cross the bridge. But let's uh, speak to this person on this footpath over here. Hi, how's it going? Hey, all of the folks who live in this town are nice people. Hey, that's nice to hear. I'm glad. And there's another guy over here just next to the train tracks. I'll speak to him. Hi. If you're going to meet with Kenji, you should go to the RC Society. It's on the northwest of the town. I wonder... Okay, so I'll have to cross the tracks to get there. Let's check out what this Kenji Ton Hotel is first. Oh, I have to activate the doors to go through. Oh, there's a, a guy in a grey suit. Uh, a hotelier behind the desk. Uh, a hotelier? What's the name of the person behind the desk? The person behind the desk at a hotel. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the Kenjiton Hotel, sir. Will you be staying here? Yes or no? Well, I don't know if I've got any money. I haven't even checked if I've got an inventory yet. But I'm gonna say yes. Oh, well then allow me to show you to your room, sir. Oh, it's, this is the save. Travelogue, uh, number one. Are you heading back into town, sir? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Don't want to stop yet. I'll be here when you need me, sir. And here we are, back outside the hotel. So if I hit start... No, I don't have anything. Oh, select. I have an inventory here, but it's empty. Looks like there's spaces for places and a dialogue box which is empty, which could describe things. If I hit the B button, nothing happens. And the Y button is the inventory as well. Oh, B cancels that. And the X button is nothing, and the shoulder buttons do nothing. Okay, so for now it's just arrow, empty inventory, and activate stuff. Uh, there's a little building in the northeast of town, a tiny little hut, with a nice uh, grey-blue roof and a single window. Let's enter that and see what's up in here. Up in here. Ah, oh, there's a woman! Hello, woman! Hi, how's it going? Sometimes I wander out of town only to realise that I don't really have anywhere to go. If that ever happens to you, just go and talk with lots of people around town. I'm sure you'll hear about a nice place to visit eventually. Okay, cool. A nice bit of in-game, like, gameplay advice disguised as this woman's mania. Let's exit her house, and we'll go across the tracks and see if we can find Kenji Miyazawa. And say, hello, Kenji Miyazawa. I'm walking past some nice trees in the middle of town. There's another woman over here. I've crossed the tracks. I'll speak to the woman on the other side of the train tracks. Hello. Up. Oh. If you're heading to the RC Society, you should cross the Western Bridge and head north. Okay. Oh, there's a big cinema here. There's a big building, which says cinema, and there's a poster out front. The next showing is a Chaplin comedy. Okay, so this is good. This game is establishing itself firmly as a period piece. We're seeing a Charlie Chaplin comedy. 
Ooh, I hope it's Gold Rush. That's the only one I've seen and I liked it a lot. Let's go in the cinema. The theater is being remodeled. It'll be reopened very soon. Okay, cool. Uh, yep, let's cross the bridge to the west. And now we're out of, we're, we're no longer on paved streets. We're following uh, sort of dirty, muddy paths through green grass and trees. But there is a building up here in the north. And this is still encompassed by the fences of the town. So still within the town, just in a kind of un, un, unpaved area. And there's a guy by a river here next to the building. Let's speak to him. I just can't get over how great it feels here in Iatovo during the spring. Okay. Uh, I happen to know one of Kenji's more famous collections of poetry is called Spring and... And then there's a Japanese demon whose name I forget, but it's sometimes just translated as Spring and the Demon. Um, so maybe maybe the fact that it's spring is relevant to his work or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so let's see if this building is in fact the RC Society, and in we go. Okay, it's a small... a small building with three rooms in. Two of them have desks in. Uh, one with a filing cabinet next to the desk. There's no chairs though. But there's one area with what looks like a stove and uh, some firewood and an empty pot. And then there's a man just kind of hanging out in this area. So let's speak to this man. He just looks like all the other men we've met so far. The RC Society's goal is to provide something of a renaissance for local farmers. Yeah, so I was thinking it probably it doesn't stand for a remote control because I think Kenji tried to set up like a kind of a community of of uh, of like farm knowledge uh, when he was alive, but I think it got shut down at some point for some reason or other. I forget. Uh, it was just mentioned in his biography, so maybe this is that same sort of society he tried to set up. We'll hear about it. Oh, that's all the guy says. So this is the RC Society, but there's no Kenji here. Okay. Let's have a look at the pot in the corner. Maybe there's something at the bottom or something. Oh no, I can't get to it because the man's in the way. I can look at the stove though, but there's no description of the stove. Let's exit the RC Society, and we'll try heading down south through this kind of uh, through these dirt tracks and green grass. And there's a little kid running around down here in the south. Uh, I've reached an area where it's like a corner of the town which is kind of tucked into the woods. I can't go any more south and I can't go west because there's just tight trees blocking my path. And I speak to this little girl. Ha ha! I'm not going to tell anyone... I'm not going to tell anyone Signaloo and Signaletta's secret. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a pump here. Just like a manual pump for pumping water up into a trough, but I can't use it. And there are two buildings. Let's enter the first, the one on the left. Empty! It looks like the RC Society, but with two stoves and a chair in one of the rooms. Very fancy. I exit that building. I'll go across to their neighbour. Enter. And uh, there's another building next to this one. Oh, okay. This is like a library. Okay. There's like a library of books over in an area of this room I can't access. And there's a guy reading a book, but I can't get to him. He's kind of shut off. I think, oh, I have to, okay, this is a step. Okay, I found a weird kind of staircase up to this elevated section of the house. Let's speak to this man reading a book in this library. The wise professor Ursu Spellus lives in a cavern in the Shellfire Forest. He loves a certain flower called the Lily of the Valley. If there's anything you'd like to know about the professor, come and see me again. Okay. Well, when I know if there's something I want to know, I'll come see you. Let's exit, and walk, walk across, and there's another building here, and there's a woman sitting out front next to the front door. Hi. La 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 la, lily of the valley, a flower I've spied often at the riverside. The flower looks like a bell, and in a vase its sounds will swell. Okay. And into the house we go. And there's a little kid in this house. Hi, kid. Hey, the thing about my mum is she's always singing. Yeah, I've learned that about your mum. There's a bookshelf over here in the back of the house, but I can't read any of the books. Okay. Let's exit. Exit this building. And we're gonna... Uh, we're in the south of town. We're gonna cross over the railway tracks again. 
And now there's another cluster of buildings here, a tight little cluster of three buildings, very close to each other. Um, yeah, I've entered the first one, there's a woman in here. Hello! Ah, I can't imagine a more wonderful day than this. Well, exit. This is all very nice and picturesque. I'm having a good relaxing time. I hope you're all having a good relaxing time listening to me explore this rural Japanese town. Uh, probably in the 30s. Dr. Kobu Kobuo is always conducting experiments in the agricultural school. That's good to know. I was speaking to just a man in this dirt street. Let's enter the house that he's standing in front of. There's a woman here. Hello. Hey, if you're wondering about my son, he's studying over the, the Ihetovo Agricultural School. Alright. That's good to know. I mean, I wasn't really wondering about her son. I've never met him in my life. Or maybe I have, and I just didn't realise this was his mum. There's another man here, standing next to a house. Hey, in the centre of town there's a small hotel called Kenjiton Hotel. That's good to know, we'll enter the house that this man is standing next to. And there's a woman in the house, hello! Hey, not many trains stop here at Iatovo. Were you aware of that? You know what? I wasn't. Sure am learning a lot of interesting things today, aren't we? Aren't I? <laughs> we sure am, aren't we? Okay. I've walked down into the southeast area and there is a large and long building with a courtyard. It looks like it could be almost like a parade ground where you could sort of form into a line and there's some nice trees around the perimeter of this parade ground and uh, or like a courtyard kind of thing. Now let's enter this big long building. It kind of gives me school vibes. Ah, uh, oh, and there's a spiky-haired professor over in a, in a room with what looks like uh, equipment, electrical equipment, and uh, bookshelves, and maybe some samples on a desk with something green growing in them, like jars with green things in. There's one empty room next to him, which I can enter and explore, but there's nothing but uh, bookshelves and uh, filing cabinets, which I can't interact with. And then over on the left, there's what, what looks to me like a classroom with lots of long communal desks and, like, bench seating and there's four students so it's not an entirely full classroom but there are four people sitting around here let's speak to these students first hey we're all studying whatever we feel like right now okay that's good speak to this next guy hey there aren't any lectures today okay it's like a free period let's speak to this guy oh i have to go around to this side of him to speak to him hi kenji well i don't know anybody by that name That's a weird thing to say. Speak to this next guy. Kenji used to be a teacher here at this school. Yeah, so tell that to your buddy behind you. Maybe he's new and that's why he hasn't been. Okay, let's go talk to this, pro this spiky gray-haired professor in here. I'm conducting an experiment right now. Please keep out. Okay, so I can't even enter his room. It just looks like he's pacing around in his, in his office. Okay, we exit the school. And let's go see where else we can go. I've got to cross over the train tracks. Can I follow the tracks? No, I can't. It doesn't let me walk onto the train tracks. So we'll walk past these houses and across the bridge to the kind of center of town. Oh no, here we are. This is just like the south area where the... Oop, whatever that big noise was, just ignore it. It's really, really hot here in the shed where I'm playing, so I think that was a fuel can kind of um, expanding. And if you hear the sounds of me me being engulfed by flames, the fuel can has combusted. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's nowhere else to go except for out of town, so let's just head out of town, shall we? Let's explore the environment. Yep, we leave town. And we see a great big map of the area, a big map of the whole countryside. I can see a little... Uh, a little town to the north. There are kind of uh, forests and hills. Um, there's a clearing in the forest with some little huts. There's what looks like a little uh, lake in the forest with an island in it. I can see from this uh, very, very far away view of the entire landscape. Uh, far off to the north, I can see uh, an ocean and there's a beach. There's a volcanic island in the ocean. Uh, and on the beach, it looks like there's like a... Another little town, I think. Uh, way over to the east, there's some kind of shrine or uh, like a big thing in the ground. 
which is surrounded by what could be a field of pink and white flowers. There's also a canyon before I reach there, and there's a river between me and this shrine. Uh, To the west, there's like a kind of orange autumnal forest, uh, and there's a big building in that forest, and then there's another building in the middle of a clearing of that forest. And then in the northwest, there's snowy mountains with another little uh, settlement. And then there's the railway I can see leading away to the south, which is probably the way I've come from. So let's... Looks like there's nowhere I can go. I can't select anywhere else except for Iatovo City. So it looks like there's just something I haven't found here in the city, which I need to find. So back into the city we go. Oh no, this is different. Am I in a different area of the... Oh, okay. There's a whole other section of the city to the north. It's it's uh, There was a path I didn't follow. And there are more buildings up here to the north. And there's a little boy running around this area of town. Let's speak to him. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, kiddo. Oi, hey, come here. Ah, I can't catch him. Come. Hey, hey, okay, I got him. Hey, did you know that Signaloo and Signaletta can talk? No, I have no idea what those things are. Signaloo and Signaletta? Maybe they're anthropomorphic cats which go on uh, depressing adventures on intergalactic trains. Um, so there's a tiny little building with a boy next to it, or a man next to it. We'll speak to him. I heard the cinema is going to be closed for a while. Let's enter the building he's next to. And there's a little girl. Hello, little girl. Hey, have I got a story for you? They say the Queen of the Ants has a whole bunch of whiskey tucked away in her home. Shit, that sounds cool. The Queen of the Ants has whiskey hidden in her home. I wonder, does the Queen of the Ants live in just a hole in the ground like a regular Queen of Ants would? Ant Queen? I don't know, but I've exited that little house, that intriguing hut, and I've entered the house next to it. Wow, this is busy. There's like a, a great big long countertop. And there's a man with glasses manning the counter. And behind him I can see four people in brown business suits and one in a blue suit. So three people in brown business suits and one in a blue suit uh, pacing around what looks like an office. Some of them are sitting down at desks. I wonder what this place is. Let's speak to this man. Oh, I get a portrait. A portrait pops up on screen of this man. He's wearing round glasses. He's got a little moustache. He's got got snazzy-looking parted hair. Leo Notchest. My name is Leo Notchest. I work here in Iatovo City Hall. So this is the City Hall. Okay, cool. If there's anything you want to know about Iatovo, feel free to ask me at any time. Let's talk to him again. Oh, he says the same thing. Cool. Those are good to know. Can I speak to this guy? Yeah, I can. A, a, a guy in his pacing walks up to the counter. I can talk to him across the counter when he gets close enough. Hey, the reception area is on that side. Oh, okay, thanks, buddy. Must be busy. Let's go check out the northeast area of town. And there's another water pump. This area looks much nicer than the southwest area, which was all like dirt roads through grass and mud and streams. This is like paved cobblestones and like, uh, you know, curbs on the sides of the road and stuff. Let's enter, or footpath or whatever. Enter this building with an orange. Cats! Cats are walking around. Some are sitting at desks. They're walking on their hind legs. There's one, two, three, four, five cats. Two grey ones, uh, one white one, and two tortoiseshell. One white tortoiseshell and one grey tortoiseshell. Let's speak to this grey one who looks to be manning a counter. I see a portrait of this cat. Wow, he looks real serious. Stove cat. Meow, says the cat. And I can't get to any of the others which are walking around back there. Okay, let's exit. There's an office full of cats just going about their goddamn business listeners. Okay, cool. Uh, There's another building over here. This is right behind the hotel. There's a woman uh, hanging out next to the building. Hi. Word is that Cario Brigade... Oh... Cairo Brigade leader is running some sort of criminal operation. Word is that the Cairo Brigade leader is running some kind of criminal organization. Oh, that's some nice gossip. Some gossip will enter this little building next to this woman, and there's a man here in the building. Hi. I heard that the Cairo Brigade leader has been buying up all the liquor that the Queen of the Ants produces. And they say he's getting it dirt cheap. Wow. 
Okay. So the queen of the ants produces liquor. I wonder if she's like a honey ant and the liquor grows in her body and then she sells off the excess. But there's some kind of Cairo Brigade gang leader who's been buying up all her liquor. Is the queen of the ants a real ant? Is she a giant ant? Is she a tiny ant that just has a massive liquor output? Or is she a human woman? We're going to find out together, listeners. Let's enter this house in the northeast corner. The Cairo Brigade Leader's Shop. Opening soon. Oh, it's like super organized crime. All right, I can walk in between the houses to a grassy area in the north of town where there's a small boy running around chasing a dog. Hey, I talked to the boy. I'm an orphan, but I'm okay with that. I talked to the dog. Woof, 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 says the dog. So I don't know who Signalese and Signaletta are. Maybe they're the dogs, because there's a second dog over here by the by the northern exit to the town. Woof, 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 says the dog. I bet they are Signalee and Signaletta. I think this is everywhere that I've explored now. Let's try exiting town again. Maybe there'll be somewhere I can go now. Nope. Alright, well, listeners, uh, cut to when I've wandered around town some more and found out what's up. Okay, listeners, hi. I'm back in the Kenjiton Hotel. found there's a whole bunch more of this hotel which I haven't explored. It looks like there's staircases up to the next levels, but there's also two, like, offices in the back of the hotel which I can access, which I didn't realise. One's manned by a man in a blue guard uniform with, uh orange or gold epaulets and uh, like uh, gold button chains you know you get on like military vests sometimes to speak to him and like a, a cylindrical blue hat welcome sir alright that's all he says uh, but there's another office which I can get to through two shut doors here yeah I've opened one I've opened another and there is some kind of stately gentleman with a very official looking haircut sitting behind a desk here in this small office. Oh, I get a, um, a close-up. Yeah, he looks like a pretty important person. Oh, he's the hotel manager. This is the finest hotel in Iotovo. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, okay. Let's see if we can't go upstairs and check stuff up. Out, up, there. Yeah, we can. And there's hotel rooms here. There's a man in a hotel room. Let's speak to him. Hi. Hi, I'm a travelling merchant. Oh, you're a traveller too, huh? Well, all the best to you then. And now I'll leave him alone. And there's a woman in the hotel room over here. Let's go speak to her. She's wearing a snazzy brown skirt and a nice green dress. I mean, uh, top blouse. She's got long brown hair. There aren't many people in this town, so it's not exactly lively around here. I like quiet places. I like quiet places like this, though. And that's it. Once again, I've kind of explored everywhere. There's some nice little uh, waiting around areas here in the upstairs of this hotel. I'm going to need to explore around a bit more to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Ah, listeners, okay. I think I figured something out. Uh, one of the first buildings that I entered in the northwest of town, I thought it was the RC Society. It was just a, a little building with three rooms... Uh, two of them have desks in. One of them is a desk in a filing cabinet. There's no chairs. And there was the empty pot, and there was the wood stove, and there was the one man who's just a normal man, and he says the RC Society's goal is to provide something of a renaissance for local farmers. I assume this was the RC Society. But if I walk around behind this house, and I kind of walk through the grass and the dirt a little bit, and through some trees and I pass a manual pump again, right up in the northwest corner, there's another building tucked away. And it looks like a more significant building than that one did. It's got a second story, or at least one room second story. Uh, so let's enter this. It looks like there's a white, a blackboard out the front with chalk written on it. Yeah. The RC Society. The Ris Rasuchijin Society. Rasuchijin Society? And we enter the building. I don't know. Alright, and there's two people in here on the ground floor. This is an interesting, like, fat L-shaped building. Uh, there's, a, like, a little uh, wooden heater with some stools around it in one corner. And there's, uh, 
like some mats for sitting on and there's some empty bookshelves and there's a staircase up and there are two people here on this ground floor. I'll speak to this one first, this kind of blonde one. Oh, I get a portrait. I guess it's the young man. Fazello, yeah. Hello, I'm Fazello. I've been I've been learning a lot here from Kenji. I'm afraid he's away on business now, somewhere very far away. Okay. And there's another boy here. With a... Uh, I don't get a portrait of him, but he's wearing a little snazzy green vest and he's got short black hair. Hey, I don't know all the details, but I heard Kenji's seven journals, the ones he positively loved, they went missing. Oh, I bet it was that Cairo commander or whatever. Oh, you're a traveler, yeah? Could you try to find them for us? Yes or no? Yes, obviously yes. Oh, is that so? Well then, you should go and meet with Professor Ursus Plius, who lives in the Shellfire Forest. They say there's nothing the professor doesn't know. I'm guessing he'll know something about Kenji's journals. If you find a journal, come on back here. Oh, and now we get some internal monologue. I found myself fascinated by Kenji Miyazawa, who seemed to be well known throughout town. So I decided to journey through Iotovo and look for his seven journals. Okay, cool. Let's just check out the upstairs area. Oh, and there's another... Uh, Another guy with short black hair and a snazzy green vest here. Fazello knows how to get to the Shellfire Forest. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, buddy. Downstairs we go. And let's go visit the professor. Cut to when I'm at the professor. Well, here I am in that schoolroom, and here's the professor who I... Oh, no, wait. I got confused. I shouldn't be here. They were talking about the professor off in the woods. Sorry. It's like a million degrees in the shed, and my brain is obviously not functioning. Uh, so I'll cut to when I'm at the north exit of town. Alrighty, here we are at the northern exit of town. We're about to leave town and head to the Shellfire Forest, which I assume is this kind of um, nice autumnal one. No? It's in the north? East? South? Oh! I can't... I can't leave... I can't go anywhere. Oh! Okay. Well, cut to when I know what the hell I'm doing. There we are. I'm back with Fazello again in the RC Society. Hey, if you're looking for the Shellfire Forest, just leave this town and head east. And then we get more internal uh, monologue. I decided right there and then to go to the Shellfire Forest. Yeah, groovy. Okay. Out we go. Uh, back to the exit of town. There we are, and out we go. Boop. Okay, so it's not the autumnal forest, because that's to the west. To the east, it's a nice green, lush, leafy forest. And I can head east to the kind of rocky, canyony area next to the river, which is not quite as far as that big shrine in the forest. So I'm only going a little way, and it looks like I'm getting somewhere pretty uh, dirty and rocky next to a stream or a river. Shellfire Forest. Done. We're travelling. Chapter 1. Welcome to Chapter 1, The Shellfire. This is Danny Boy. He's playing Danny Boy, right? Ah, here we are in the woods. We're walking through a dirt path in the woods, and there's a river to the south of us. Shit, a bear! It's a bear! Just walking along. Can I talk to the bear, or will I be mauled and torn limb from limb? He's just walking along next to the river. Let's talk to the bear! Grum, grum, grumph, says the bear. Shit, just making bear noises. Okay. I wouldn't walk up to a bear and talk to it, no sir. I'd get frickin' Timothy Treadwell. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I can either cross the river, uh, there's a little uh, log bridge which I can cross the river with, or I can head east along the river. And it looks like there's a flowery spot over here to the east. Yeah, let's check it out to the east over here first. Ah, oh, a beautiful breeze is just blowing through my scorching hot shed. I can see squirrels playing on the other side of the river. Uh, and now here I am. There's a big patch of flowers. I can just step into the flowers. Pink and white flowers on the ground growing next to the banks of the river. And there's one large white plant with blue and white hanging uh, flowers. Maybe this is the bell flower they were talking about. Oh, a lily of the valley is blooming here. Should I take it? Yes or no? Yeah, I should take it. I obtained a lily of the valley. I hope I don't get penalised for kind of ruining this little spot of nature by nicking at its flower. But oh well, if I, if I do, then hey, I've learned my lesson. Okay, I'm backtracking, I'm passing the bear, and I'm walking across the log bridge. 
And there are rabbits standing up on their hind legs here. Let's speak to the rabbits. Well, they, don't, they don't say anything. Very true to life, the rabbits don't say anything. I like the kind of weird mix of like crazy fairy tale and reality that's happened so far, where I can walk up to these animals which are walking around, but they just, like, the cats went like, meow. They just said, like, cat stuff. And the bear went like, growl, growl, growl. It didn't talk to me. It's just like, yeah, it's a bear, you moron. What do you think it's going to say? Anyway, so we can, we're now kind of in the forest. We can walk around. I can uh, backtrack to this kind of eastern area of the river where the squirrels are. Let's speak to this, this uh, like a little triangle of three squirrels by the river. They don't talk. They don't speak English, obviously. Yeah, they're just squirrels, of course. Ah, I can take a little path through the forest here, and there's one strange tree bigger than the others and with bearer branches. More sparsely leaved. Let's look at this tree. Ah, something's written on this tree. Only the pure of heart may hold the shellfire. Okay. This tree is off in its own little area of the forest. I've got to backtrack back through the forest uh, paths, passing the squirrels, going back to where the rabbits are. I can see there's a weird little, like, hut made of boulders in the center of the forest with a wooden door. And then there's another cave here in the southwest, a different structure entirely. Let's enter this weird cave. I've entered the cave. Cave music, listen to this. It's bassy and spooky. I'm in a single room in a dank looking cavern, but an area of this room uh, has wooden floorboards, nice thick wooden floorboards, and there's a large desk and a single chair in the middle of the floorboards in this craggly, uneven cave area. And there is what looks like a brown earthenware vase in the middle of the desk. I bet I should put the lily in this vase, because apparently it looks... When, when the lily of the valley is put in a vase, its sound never stops, according to that singing woman. So let's try that. Oh, there's a vase here. All right, so let's try entering our inventory. And here's the lily of the valley. Should I go with this? The lily of the valley? Yes. The lily of the valley. I held it in my hands. And now let's uh, interact with the vase again. Ah, yep, it's stuck in the vase. It looks nice. I set the lily of the valley in the flower vase. The lily of the valley began to resonate. To resound, I beg your pardon. Yeah, it's tinging like a bell. Oh shit! A freaking fox-faced weirdo in a purple cape has appeared in the corner of the cave. Professor Ursus Spalus appeared. Ursus Spalius. Ursus is like a bear, right? Like Ursula. So maybe this is like some kind of bear man oh shit oh my god it's like a raccoon or a possum i get his portrait and freaking hell it's creepy man it's creepy professor ursus spalius is speaking who are you i go up and talk to him although i would not approach that in real life oh <laughs> do you need something from me oh you're looking for kenji seven journals I'm not sure where they are. I don't know anything about any journals written by a human. The rabbits and squirrels would know more about those journals than I do. What's that? You can't speak their language? Hmm. Yeah, you humans have lost your ability to speak the language of animals these days. Tough luck. You'll just have to give up. Wow, fuck me, I guess. Yeah, that serves me right for losing uh, the ability to speak all these interesting languages. It cuts especially deep, considering I'm like a dumb Westerner who knows one single freaking language, English. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll try talking to him again. Hey, you're still not going to give up? Well, then bring me back a gift. You can't expect to go up to someone empty-handed and get them to tell you everything they know. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I guess the lily I gave you was just to summon you to this place. Can I just pick up the lily again? The Lily of the Valley has been set here in this vase. Okay, no, I can't pick it up again. Let's exit the cave. Man, this is cool. We're back in the forest. So there's an area uh, to in the forest to the east, which I haven't explored. 
Uh, oh, a cliff face, a sheer cliff face. And there's a menia, a, a stone tower set uh, next to the cliff face in amongst some boulders. Uh, and it looks like it has some characters carved in the side. Let's go examine it. Here lies Homoe. I don't know who that is. Uh, I think famously Kenji Miyazawa had a very close relationship with his little sister who unfortunately died when she was like 21 and he was 20 in his late 20s I think and he was really pretty shaken up about it um, he cared for her for a long while and he picked up tuberculosis when he was sort of nursing her and then uh, several years later he also died of tuberculosis uh, so, tragedy, 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 lots of sadness. Maybe that's her, but maybe that's someone totally different. I've got no idea who's that name belonged to, or how speak English sometimes. Alright, there's a weird little stone hut in the middle of the forest with a wooden door. Let's try getting in there. There's an entrance to a shrine here, and the door won't budge at all. It's probably locked. Okay, maybe I'll go try my luck speaking to these animals again, shall I? Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll, like, remember how to speak a couple words. Unschuldigung, uh, uh, fear no, Vobist, uh, Kenji's, uh, I don't know. Deutsches Prohingers Wurzspiel, I don't know, I don't know. What the fuck am I doing? Hey, rabbits, how's it going? No, I can't, I still can't speak rabbit language. Maybe I need to go back to town and study. Let's, let's give that a go, listeners. Okay, listeners, hi. I'm back in Iotovo City, and I found the house of the guy whose house is like a library, and he's sitting down at a desk reading a book. And I think I remember he knows all about that professor who lives off in the woods, the weird, uh, like, what's it called? It's not a raccoon, is it? It's a, a possum. He's like a weird possum monster man. Yeah, uh, but yep, I'm going to speak to this guy, because I think he knew all about the professor. Oh, are you going to see Professor Ursus Spalius? Well, I may not look the part, but I am a poet. I've been writing poetry every day, trying to be as good as Kenji Miyazawa. Could you give the professor this book of poetry for me? The poet handed me a book. Monologue. Internal monologue. Obtained the collection of poetry. Okay, cool. Can we check it out in my inventory? Yeah, here it is. It's a book. Should I go with this? The collection of poetry? Yeah, let's keep it in our hands, our hot little hands. I held it in my hands, says us, the protagonist. Let's get back to the forest, listeners. Alrighty, we're heading back to this weird cave where the professor lives. Professor Possum. Oh, here he is, still shrouded in his purple cape. Professor Ursula Spelius. Did you bring me a gift? I handed him the collection of poetry. Professor Ursula Spelius. Oh, poetry. Yes, I do enjoy poetry. Have you heard of a certain orb called the Shellfire? With it, you'd be able to speak the language of every animal. Go to the shrine in the centre of the forest and take the Shellfire that you'll find there. And here, take this with you as well. Professor Ursus Spelius handed me a small key. I obtained the key to the shrine. Professor Ursus Spelius. I've sealed away the Shellfire's power and kept it locked in the shrine. Even if you go there and you pick it up now, it still won't allow you to speak with the other animals. Once you've obtained the Shellfire, bring it back to me and I'll release the power for you. I am the guardian of the Shellfire. Up until now, the Shellfire has always belonged to animals. The one who holds it is considered the leader of every animal, respected by all of the others. I will entrust it to you for a while until I find another animal suited to command its particular role. Okay, cool. Thanks. What an incredible, uh, I don't know, burden of trust that this weird possum's just put on me. Let's head to the shrine. Uh, oh no, I've gone the wrong way. I'm heading to the squirrels. Ah, are you excited to talk to the squirrels, listeners? I'm excited to talk to the squirrels. Let's, um, yeah, here we are at the shrine. Here's the closed shrine door. Let's enter our inventory, and here's a key. Should I go with this? The key to the shrine? Yeah, let's go with it. Key to the shrine. I held it in my hand. We'll uh, activate the door. I use the key on the shrine, and the door opens. Entrance to the shrine opened up, and we enter the shrine. Okay. 
We're in like a kind of Zelda dungeon looking place. A cave and then there's an elevated section with a staircase going up with a, a, a blue treasure chest with gold trim around its edges and its clasp. But there's a little fox standing on its hind legs at the foot of the stairs. Let's speak to this kind of sinister looking fox. Oh yeah, close up, we get a portrait of the fox. The fox says, yip, and now leaves. Shit, I wish I had waited. Maybe it was fully blocking the stairs and I wouldn't have been able to get past it. All right, let's open the chest. Okay, we see a close up. Inside the chest, there's a purple cushion and there's a glass orb with a fire glowing in the middle of it, a, a, a pink and red fire. Inside of the chest, I found a beautiful crystal ball with a red flame inside. Should I take it? Yeah, of course. I obtained, I obtained, I obtained the shell fire. I wonder what was up with that fox. Man, I'm kind of scared to figure out that fox was locked in here. I should go tell the possum about the fox. Hey, there's the fox by the shrine. Okay, he's out, out here. Let's speak to him. The fox says, yep. Okay, yeah, I still don't have the magic power. I have to talk to the possum about it. I feel like I've just let loose some kind of evil fox. And the possum guy's gonna be like, hey, you didn't let the fox out. Did you? you fucking what? You let the fox out? God. Or something like that. Hey, here's the possum. Professor Ursus. Ah, I see you've brought the shell fire back. First, let me remove the seal that I placed upon it. Ah, oh, uh, flashes of white and a weird noise. The seal opened, the shell fire was lifted. The seal upon the shell fire was lifted. Professor Ursus. Now you'll be able to speak with every animal. Thanks, buddy. Hey, since you bear the shellfire now, I will tell you the story of Homoi. Professor Ursus Spelius. Long ago, there was a kind and brave rabbit named Homoi. Oh, this is the shrine. The shrine was to Homoi by the cliff. One day, he saved the lives of some young skylarks that were about to drown in the river. Uh, listeners, we see some pixel art of a rabbit talking to two birds, and they've got a box on the grass in front of them. It looks like they're trying to give it a gift. When the king of the Skylarks heard that he, what he had done, he felt Homoi was worthy of the shellfire. Okay, yeah, one of the little birds has a crown on its head, I see now. A little brown crown. And the king gave it to him. Only those who are worthy of the shellfire are allowed to hold it. When Homoi learned that the shellfire was a symbol of leadership, he felt it was strange that it had been given to him. Yeah. I'm like the rabbit. I'm like Homoi. I also feel strange that this shellfire, a symbol of leadership, has been given to me. From that day on, Homoi suddenly found himself the leader of every animal. Over time, he grew used to the position and even began to enjoy it. And that was when a fox who lived in the forest figured he could trick the leader of the animals by pretending to serve him. Now we see a picture of a happy-looking rabbit, very round-faced and contented. And then there's a fox who's like clapping for the rabbit and looks happy next to him. Okay. Then he could enjoy the benefits. So he put his plan into action. He flattered Homoi, who got carried away and began to do bad things one after another. Before he knew it, Homoi was doing everything the fox told him to do. Uh-oh. When the fox captured some of the birds, Homoi was too afraid to say anything. Yeah, so the, the fox looks like he's caught some two of the birds in a glass cage, or a glass case. And Homoi the rabbit's like, oh shit, what do I do here? And the birds that the fox had trapped in a glass cage were the same skylarks that had given Homoi the shell fire. They begged Homoi to help them, but he didn't do anything. Homoi had lost all of his courage, and the shell fire had become slightly cloudy. You can see, I saw a close-up of the shell fire on its cushion, and the, fly, the fire inside was diminished down to a little flickery flame. Hamoy's father saw the cloudiness of the shell fire and realized that something was wrong. Hamoy got a stern lecturing from his father, and then two of them chased the fox. Then the two of them chased the fox away and set the birds free. Yeah, <laughs> I can see Hamoy still looking like, oh man, I really fucked up here. But he's got like his super stern-looking dad rabbit next to him who's like looking real pissed and they've chased away the fox. When they returned home, they found that the shell fire had stopped glowing entirely. Yeah, it's just a glass ball now. It was too late. Hermoya wept. Oh my God, it fucking shattered. 
And at that moment, the shell fire suddenly shattered into pieces. Wow! And there's like crazy purple energy. I can see uh, Humoi the rabbit is lit by this insane, uh, like, bright light flashing in his face. It looks real cool. The shards of the shell fire scattered everywhere, piercing Humai's eyes, turning them white and clouded. Humai would never be able to see again. Sometime after that, I found the shell fire in the forest. Though it had shattered, it was whole again, and its beautiful gleam had returned. I wanted to make sure that the other animals would not make the same mistake as Hamoi, so I placed a shellfire in the forest shrine. I ordered that the same old fox should guard it. Professor Ursus continues. That is the end of Hamoi's story. Oh, okay, Hamoi just got fucked. And I guess I understand now why he's given it to me, because it's like, hey, yeah, I mean, here, have this thing. It might really fuck you over, though, if you do it, if you do it wrong, if you don't use it properly, it's like on you, on your own head, be it. Yeah, okay. Now you may go outside and talk to all of the animals. <laughs> That's it. The story's over. Yeah, it's just been left up to me to go like, yeah, okay, I better not misuse this thing. Should we talk to the animals and then call it a day for this episode? Man, this is exciting. I might just jump into recording the second episode right after I finish. Let's talk to all the animals on this page and then I'll finish up. Uh, two rabbits are here. Hi. Hello there. So you're finally able to talk with us now, huh? I speak to the other rabbit. Alright, I'll keep on talking to the same rabbit. No, same dialogue. Here's the second rabbit. Kenji's journals. Sorry, I don't know anything about them. Alright. Let's go maybe check out the the tomb, the tombstone of Hamoi the rabbit. Maybe I'll learn more from the tombstone. Know that I now that I know who Hamoi is. Here it is, big standing stone. Here lies Hamoi. Okay. Let's go talk to the fox. Shit, here's the fox, man. Hey, fox, how's it going? Have you mended your wicked ways? Or are you still a manipulative piece of shit? Oh, the fox says, A long time ago I tricked a rabbit named Hamoi, but the professor caught me. I've guarded the shellfire for so long. Since you're here, I suppose this means it's okay to leave this place behind. I intend to live an honest life from now on. Yeah, alright. Cool. Okay, let's just leave that fox there. And we'll go talk to the, um, the frickin' thingos. What's it's? You know, squirrels, that's it. Three squirrels by the river. I'll speak to the first one first. Something will happen if you place the shellfire on Hamoi's stone monument. Oh man, thanks, squirrel. That's a really good tip. I'll go do that. Speak to the second squirrel. Oh, Kenji's journals? Oh, no, I don't have the foggiest. Speak to the third squirrel. Kenji's journals went missing? Well, I hadn't heard anything about that. Let's go check out the monument. I'm not talking to the bear just yet. I'll just go check out the monument. Because I got a hot tip, listeners. A hot squirrel tip. You gotta take up a squirrel tip whenever you get one. Uh, uh, enter the inventory. Oh, here's the shellfire. Should I go with this? The shellfire? Yeah. I held it in my hands. Now we walk up to this monument. I tried placing the shellfire down. Ah! A bunny appears on a rock nearby. Hamoy, the former leader of the animals, appeared before me. Oh, he looks very sanguine. His eyes are closed. He has a stern expression. I am Hamoy. I understand that you are the new bearer of the shellfire. There's a reason I exist in this wretched state. I was, it was all due to my arrogance. Uh, a prideful heart invites this sort of fate. Please do not let yourself fall into the snares of your heart as I did. You may find Kenji's journals scattered throughout Iotovo. If you are pure of heart, all the journals will surely wind up in your hands. And now he disappears. Okay, thanks, Hamoy. With that, Hamoy disappeared. I hope everything goes okay. Ah, oh. uh, the screen fades to black, and I I see myself. My I'm a character with a briefcase. I'm standing on a path in the woods, with my back to the camera. It's a a wide landscape I'm seeing of the woods and the mountains in the distance, and the path leading away from me disappearing into the distance. After picking the shellfire back up, I decided to return to the sea of Iatovo. I should have talked to the bear first. We'll do that at the start of the next episode. Would you like to make an entry in the travel log? Yes. Uh, let's let's save over travel log number two, just in case I want to go uh, load uh, travel log number one to take screenshots of the game. Chapter two: The Cairo Brigade. Something. 
And we're back in the hotel room. Okay, listeners. With the end of chapter one, I'm going to call it an end to the episode. Oh boy. It's been a long and wordy one, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to go inside my house and get a nice uh, frosty glass of orange juice to refresh my poor voice. And I'm going to get stuck into episode two. I hope you're not minding this laid-back game. This is goddamn chill. This is, uh, like, wonderful. I'm enjoying this very much. Uh, you, listener, you might be listening to this and thinking, Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of slow in places. Uh, I kind of wish I was seeing the nice environment you're in. I'm sure that's a pretty big part of the appeal of this game. But just take my word for it. I think... I think this is good, and you should just shut up and appreciate it. So, yeah, cop that, stick that in your pipes and smoke it. See you in episode two! Bang!